Welcome to Extra Credits. Muggo, what are we talking about today? Uh, unfortunately, we are talking about the final episode of The Last Dance. I don't have a title. You could say it's The Last Dance. Do you guys have any titles for this one? I mean, The, the Last, Last Dance. Dance. The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Jordan, <laughs> and we'll get to it, really emphasizes, though, enjoy the moment. I, I wanted with you guys to just enjoy the moment. We've done nine of these. We're on our 10th one. So just kind of enjoy the moment, all right? Take a drink right now. Hang out, relax. Yeah, Kerwin's not enjoying the moment. Well, he kind of is. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Can't see what he's doing, but uh, uh, it does. <laughs> it does start off with uh, the rematch of the Bulls versus Jazz. Now we're in '98. Media has some clips dubbed in all that stuff. It's basically saying the Jazz are a better team this year than they were the year before. We did see in a prior episode the Bulls going. I think this is without Scottie Pippen. They go there and they actually lose in Utah. Am I mm-hmm. correct on that? Yeah, they did, right? Yeah. And it starts to describe something about Jordan being – he was just so present. And I want to get your thoughts on that because I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know if I'm smart enough. What does that mean, Jordan being so present? Do you guys know what they're talking about by this? He's in the moment. He's, just he's like there? Yeah, he's just – he's 100% there to get shit done. Like, he's, he's in the zone, essentially. Okay. Yeah. And – they brought up a quote. I think Kerr is describing it, how this guy is just so dialed in. So I'm glad you kind of said that. I'll piggyback off it. It Basically, Jordan, they ask him things. He goes, why would I stress about missing a shot that I have never taken? And to me, that's a great way to look at, like, not just basketball, but life. Like, don't stress about – like, don't even stress about, like, a failure. Like, why would I stress about that? It's not ha- – I, I, I wanted to bring that up. I'm hoping you guys have something to bring. What do you guys think? Again, let me let me re-say that quote. Why would I stress about missing a shot that I haven't even taken yet? What do you guys think about that? He's not somebody that dwells on the past or is, you know, uh, apprehensive about the future. Like, we, we talked about this in a previous episode, and uh, the director talked about this, too, in a couple of interviews. Um, he says that, like, Michael Jordan is all about now. So when Scotty decided to come in late and have his surgery, you know, when the season started, he wasn't worried about Scotty not being there. He was worried about, this is what our team looks like now. We got to go. You know, when, mm-hmm. you know, when, um, you know, he probably felt that way when his father passed away. Like, I got to get this done. These are the circumstances. Can't let any of that hold me back. I got to do it. You know, all, all that stuff comes after the job is done, you know? See, I, I'm glad you look at it that way. I look at it a little differently. I kind of look at it like, hey, people are always fearful of, like, the unknown in the future. And, like, hey, like, being unsuccessful like scares you from even doing things he's kind of like no I don't why would I stress about taking the last shot of a game I it's just this guy was different let's even go to the next thing which is kind of a treasure but a trash I wish it would have been in more Jordan's kids he has his two sons and his daughter and why weren't they in more episodes they're not until the 10th episode they barely have any I I don't know I wish they would have been in more to kind of see their side but uh they were not allowed to go to the Utah games they talked about being a hostile crowd which isn't Utah like these Mormon nice guys and all that? And you see the footage. It's like these guys are vicious, man. They really love the jazz, you know. It's like that lady I was telling the you lady, about. The lady, the yeah. lady. She won't. She won't stop screaming. Yeah. <laughs> so they start off with game one. Now they ha- obviously Alan Jose back me up. They have a better record, so they have home court advantage. They're going to go two, three, two. Correct. Yeah. I'm getting out. Okay. So game one is in Utah. They're supposedly the better team. And the Bulls fight back and forth, go, go, go. And it goes down to overtime, and they lose game one, I think by three or four points. 
And you can see this is going to be a battle. They already have home court advantage. But the Bulls come out and win game two, but it was very, very close, right? Mm -hmm. Very, very close. Okay, so now you split that. Now you have home court advantage, which does really play a factor in this series. Let's go to game three. This was a annihilation unlike any other. The game was 96 to 54. Not even close, right? Bob Costas on the documentary says this is not only the worst loss of all time in the finals or playoffs, but ever since the shot clock was introduced as far as how many points the opposing team scored, which was 54. I, I tried to fact check it. I couldn't really find post shot clock and all that. I did find, though, however, there was a game in 1999, the Bulls lost to the Heat 82 to 49. The year after all this team was gone, which I thought was really ironic, right? I look at it, though, like a team in the finals with Hall of Famers on there, and you only score 54 points in a final. That's kind of a big deal. In my, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's like I'm a Chargers fan. It's like the 49ers killing the Chargers, whatever it was, in 1994. I, I, I'll never get over that. But it was interesting. Wasn't, the next that the lowest, wasn't it the lowest scoring ever in the NBA Finals? Like that I think ever. it was. It, it wasn't just the Finals. What Bob Cousins said, not only the Finals or the playoffs, ever. the regular season ever. until wow. the shot clock was introduced. But I think the next year the Bulls lost to the Heat. 82 to 49. Again, this is without the team that we're seeing right now. So it's kind of like ironic in a sense, but I don't it's know. It's crazy how much defense, how great their defense was at yeah. that game. I mean, so all those guys were great at defense. Mm-hmm. And just the, dif- Go ahead. The, difference, the difference to today's game, I think, yeah. I mean, you've seen teams score almost 50 points in the first quarter. Oh, yeah. yeah. So getting into defensive players, <laughs> Dennis Rodman misses the next practice. He just got up and left to go in the WCW and wrestle with Hulk Hogan. He's like, bye. He's being, what are your thoughts on this guy? And this guy is just, he's different, man. Like, just, he don't give a fuck, right? I love Dennis Rodman. And again, on a professional standpoint, like, that could be pretty annoying. But I don't know. He's Dennis Rodman. I feel like whatever he does is just, it's normal. Like, that's normal. He was, like, in pajama pants, too. Like, he wasn't, like, yeah. I was dying at that part. I mean, it's funny because he went and from what it said that uh, my research was that he made $250,000 for that that Hulk Hogan WCW thing for him to go really? out there. So, yeah. So he wanted to go make some money, I guess, <laughs> between game three and four. I mean, I won't like say – he needed more money. I won't say that he doesn't give a fuck, though, because, like, he, he does. It's just he's just wired differently. You know what I'm saying? But he does credit, like, the whole team and Phil Jackson understanding, hey, let me do what I got to do. And they understand, mm-hmm. hey, you're different. Go get it done. That's why he said this is a great organization, team. Yeah. Uh, he was going to be fine. Bulls unhappy. He was on ESPN, Sports Center, all that stuff. There's a scene where Phil Jackson is calling him out in front of the team, and like, the whole video crew gets footage of it. Being a coach, I, it's hard to – I mean, these guys have egos. I, you kind of see the whole Zen master. He calls him, hey, you, dis- you dishonored us, you know. I, I mean, you got to kind of give Phil credit on that. He knew how to keep all these egos in check, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it definitely shows later years when he's the coach of the Lakers and all that stuff. But uh, I want to talk about Rodman not wanting to answer the questions to the media. And you have a guy saying, hey, and Alan's laughing because you know where I'm going with this. Hey, we got to sneak him out this way. 
And to me, I feel like you look at Rodman's facial expressions. He's like enjoying this and it's almost mm-hmm. like comedy and fulfilling to him. He's like, oh yeah, let's go. We're going to go here. And he's like running in, in slide ons and all that stuff. And it's like, this guy did not care. I, I, I thought it was great. Dude. I just like the scene where you see all the old school cameras on the, on the yeah. shoulders yeah. running down the halls, like trying to keep up. Shit's funny. <laughs> so, so he dodges questions. We get to game four and it shows just clips of him playing great. It didn't affect him at all. Like, this guy was still great at what he did, a professional. They win the game. So they are up 3-1, to one, okay? Again, we talked about this is going 2-3-2, two, two, game five, right? You have the chance to win the sixth championship, back-to-back three-peats at home. There was pressure. It, it shows clips that they are not going to go out without a fight. Utah Jazz fights, fights, fights. And Jordan has an opportunity to win the game at the very end, and he misses. Now, it was a tough shot. I'm not going to say that. But now you've got to go into Utah and at least win one game the next two because they're only up 3-2 with the next two games being in Utah. So we're at game six now. Um, Alan, it didn't say in the documentary. You and I were playing golf, and you talked about it. Did Jordan say to the team, I'm only taking one suit? Yes. Yeah. No, he said that. He said that about bus, right? Yeah. No, he said that about the Phoenix Suns. I thought it was on the Utah Jazz. I thought it was no, 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 no. He said that. He said that about the Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. So yeah, because like they got they got beat in Chicago when they were supposed to win the series, and they had to go back to Phoenix. And he said, "Yo, I'm only taking one suit because everybody everybody was so down that they lost. So that was like his motivation." Damn. I thought it was the Utah Jazz. He got on the he bus. Did, he and, did do it for the Jazz. I, I, yeah. I, yeah I, so, okay. Didn't see that. Uh, it starts the game off prior to it. Pippen's back. And I had no idea about this. I remember watching this game. I really do. So, it starts off with Pippen's back, the concern. Again, I, I literally don't remember this. I remember watching this game, but I remember that. But the first play, Pippen is able to, like, do just an easy dunk and aggravates it. And it basically shows him, like, in pain. And he actually left the game when they were up nine. He does end up coming back, but I think it shows, hey, this is all Michael. This is all Jordan. Here we go, you know. Can we talk about, though, prior and, – and Pippen does come back, beginning of the second half. Rodman and Malone's little tiff when they go to the floor and they hit they – hit Yeah. Two. Okay. They slap each other's asses, and after Rodman slaps his ass, Malone slaps his ass, and he looks back and kind of gives him the whole, like, kissy. Oh, dude. Now, that was trash talking to level 20. I, I don't know how to even express, explain it, but I, I thought it was great. I watched it during the, um, the Game 6 movie, yeah. and it was way more hilarious to see it, like, live. Well, not live, but. I, I remember yeah. watching this game, Alan. Do you remember like that happening? I don't even remember that. Mm-mm. I was no. young. I was young, so I, I don't know. But 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 Scotty's going back and forth. He's getting like like massage in the back, heat treatment, all that stuff. Uh, there, we're gonna fast forward to eight. The last minute, they're down by three with less than a minute left. And I think this is where you really see Jordan be Michael Jordan of all time. Okay. They're down by three. He knows, hey, we got to make it a three-possession game. We take one, and then they do – and we take it from – Jordan scores right away, goes to the hole, scores fast. It goes down to where he – this is where he studied stuff, you know. He knew they were going to put the ball in Malone's hand, and he forgot he was on the weak side. Not only did he just score this shot that puts him within one, 
he strips it from Carmelo, like single him, mm-hmm. takes it out of his hand, all that stuff. And uh, he has the ball. And I think this is where it, it's a traditional story of like a team development because like, hey, Phil Jackson knows I ain't calling timeout. I don't mm-hmm. want them to get set up. I want us to just go down there because they don't know what hits them. And it does, it goes to Pippen and Rodman. They're like, what are you going to? I, I got the hell out of the way. I want to know part because they said there's no way he's passing this ball. Like there's no way he's gonna like give it to me. Like no, he's he's taking it. He's going, and then you have the shot. I mean, what do you guys think about the shot? Did he push off? What what, 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 what I don't what, think he pushed off. He didn't push off. No, he didn't that push off. That guy was falling. What, what was, was the not. what was the what was the the scenario? One of the person says, as a maitre d would push you to your seat. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, yeah. Brian Russell, I forget who it was, but it took the life out of Sam. I don't want to stop right there. There's a famous photo of him up there with that Jordan pose. Have you guys ever seen that photo of like what it signifies? So technically this is their sixth championship. So when he's shooting it on the clock says 6.6. Do you guys mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. yeah. So also there's a kid in the background and his whole, yeah, Kerr was doing it. You yeah. can't see it, guys, but he's holding up six fingers. It's like, how fucking – I want to get this and not frame it. But I have that picture framed. <laughs> I believe you. I believe he's you. He's a diehard Bulls fan. Send the picture to Kerwin so he can post it on Twenty Dollar Ticket. I will. I will. So, so they win. It shows it. All that stuff. It shows them celebrating. It has Carmen Electra, treasure of mine, with Rodman, right? She kisses the trophy. All these right. guys. You even have like Ron Harper singing We Are the Champions. The media is trying to ask him. They just want to, hey, what's up for next year? And Pippen's like, I'm not going to answer that. And they're, Jordan back at his piano is this and that. He's kind of saying, dude, enjoy the moment. Like, And I, I'm wondering if they all knew, hey, it's over, so I don't want to deal with that. We're just going to enjoy this. Do you guys think they all thought it was over, or, or what do you guys think? Was it just they were enjoying the moment, or do you think it was they all knew deep down it's over? Like, we're just going to chill, and we're going to go on from there. No, so I think they all knew it was over. They just wanted to celebrate their championship, and I felt like it was kind of intrusive. I, I get it's reporters' jobs and all, but, like, just let them hang out, man. Like, let them enjoy their last championship. You don't need to harass them about whether they're going to come back to the Bulls in mm-hmm. the next season, so – yeah, I mean, that's that's an emotional thing to deal with. Like, you know, going on this ride for as long as you have. And, you know, even if you're not Jordan or Pippen, you know, like even even the guys that were there for the second three-peat, um, just, uh, you know, thinking about how, you know, we're riding this high and we've we've been at the top of our game for the last, you know, two years for this second yeah. three-peat, like knowing that this is all being brought to an end through no other circumstance than management for arbitrary yeah. reasons. You know, yeah. knowing that, you know, this wild ride we're on is coming to an end because somebody just decided it to be so. Like, there's a lot of – I mean, we're going to touch on this right after, but, like, there's a lot of emotion that you have to deal with. Like, I think when he says, you know, let's just enjoy the moment, it's because you know, like, you're you're coming down after that. Like, it's, it's going to be really sad after this. Right. So, they've won. Let's get to the rally. Uh, it, they're all celebrating. Crowd is chanting, "Bring them back!" Which, which, why would you not? Like, why would you not? Hey, yeah. You, why would you not? They, 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 they talk about Jerry Cross's name. The crowd boos, right? <laughs> but I want to get into Phil. Actually, thanks Jerry Kraus. Say, hey, we, he, we thank Jerry Kraus for putting together this team. Pippen even said in the in the actual movie, I have to give credit to him because, like, I the success of myself 
is based on me being put in situations that just made me successful playing with Jordan, Phil Jackson, all, all these. And so it's like, I kind of love that they did give him credit at the end. It wasn't like, it, it just, it, it kind of makes you feel like, Hey, this Krause just knew it. There was egos, but they knew, Hey, we couldn't have done it without each other. I, I don't, do you guys have anything to add on that? Because I feel like in a sense, they're indirectly saying, Hey, we couldn't have done it without you also. Like, I mean, even though he's not the guy on the floor, he's not the face, he's not doing anything other than the front management part. But I, I, I thought that was cool. Am I wrong to think that or no? No, I think um, no. I think any normal, decent human being, you know, that's that's playing a sport knows that the GM's putting in that work. You know, like no nobody's ever going to say that, you know, um, Jerry Krause isn't responsible in a large part for the success that they've had, you know, through those six championships. The problem arises when he wants to steal credit from players and overemphasize management's role in said successes. That's where yeah. the problem comes in. The problem mm-hmm. comes when he looks at the players and pretty much says, you know, rather overtly, like, you're not, you're not as important as I am. That's, that's where the beef comes from. Everybody's ready, willing, and able to give him his credit. But the problem is, is that he was uh, operating in such a manner where he was taking credit away from the people on the floor. That's where the problem comes. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Pippen does say at the rally, hey, guys, thank you for the last dance. It's kind of, kind of all right, man. I, I see where this is going. Um, David Stern talks about in 1984, before Jordan entered the league, the NBA was in 80 countries. Today it's in now 250, and he says you have to credit Michael Jordan for this. I think you also got to give credit to LeBron James, you know, because he mm-hmm. really took it internationally. But uh, big deal of, like, what he was able to do, again, the dream team and all that. Um, but, all right, going past that night, let's talk about hey, they had just won. What are we doing? What's the future? The owner basically wanted Jackson back. I think mm-hmm. from what I'm getting out no. of the documentary, again – I don't know how true that is. Okay, I don't. I, just he say, said it. He said it in the yeah, documentary. Yeah. He said true. It. You think it's, it's true? No, the owner. The owner wanted Phil back, and that was the way to get Jordan back. Yeah. yeah. So I think Jackson was like, "Hey, I I think it's time for me to take a break." He knew it would be unfair to Jerry or whatnot, and basically, it was going to be suicidal in their minds, in a sense of like, "Hey." We can't bring Pippen, Kerr. We can't pay all these guys back. If we try to rebuild with Jordan, or it will be suicidal to bring all these guys on for contracts. So that's why they didn't do it. But my thing is, you see Jordan being asked this question. He's like, hey, if you would have asked all those guys, other than Pippen, it would have taken more convincing. Do you want to try to repeat for a seventh? He said they all would have signed a one-year contract. And I'm yeah. wondering, like, are we being deprived of a seventh – championship by this team I, I i don't know like i i it was a struggle for them to win here and money wise i mean pippen needed to get paid we all can agree with that and i get that but it's just like would they have done it are we being deprived of another jordan title i mean seven would have been amazing that would been cool i think they would have i mean following the next year just due to the fact that there was a lockout season in 99 so they would have had more time to rest the season didn't start till February, so therefore, I think they would have had enough time to rest to get all the work out, all the kinks, get the contracts going, and I think they could have done seven. Um, but I that's think, me as a Bulls fan. But I, I think the I only think problem, I think the big problem with that was that 
with uh, Kraus already saying at the beginning of the year that this was Phil's last season, I think it put their mindset already on that. So even, even when uh, Reinsdorf went above Kraus and said, hey, Phil, like, you want to come back? I think Phil in his mind was already, I'm done. Like, I'm done, you know? So I, I just felt like it was never even going to be a possibility because Phil in his mind said, this is the last dance. And what would he have uh, called the next year? The last dance part two? You know, it was kind of like yeah. in their minds, it was done. Yeah, they had given everything. It's over. And it's also a respect thing, too, because, you know, Phil wasn't even supposed to come back this season. You know, you already have a, a strained or tenuous relationship with the GM already. He's already pissed that you're still here this season. And he said, you know, 82 and 0, you're still out. Like, you don't want to have that abrasive, you know, strained relationship going into 98, 99. You don't want to have that bad energy at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to have ill will and all this other shit. Because then, then you're, you're essentially in a hostile work environment. You might yeah. be. You know what's amazing I, is uh, I, I think about the game today. Do, I mean, you notice how owners are involved in, the, in various sports and they let go of their GMs a lot. I, I, I don't understand why Jerry Reinstorns didn't just say, hey, you know what? Bye, Jerry Krause. You're causing too much of an issue. Um, well, let's ride this train. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. It's kind of weird to me that, you know, looking at this documentary and all that, like, why he didn't like push more as far as for like, Hey Jerry, like we need to keep these guys around. And, and the, yeah. owner, the owner actually says like, I had no doubts that, Hey, if I had Jerry Krause with Jordan to rebuild the team, we would have another, won another championship. My thing is like, they never did anything after this. I mean, when's the last time they went to the finals? It has to be 98, right? Right. Alan? Yes. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. How, I, I, I didn't even get to where, Jerry Krause was the manager when he stopped, but I, I, I don't see them having success after all this. Now, I, I will give him credit for what was built, but it's just like after that, it just didn't happen, you know? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah. it, it, it goes into, and we'll finish up, we'll talk more about stuff. It goes into them with a candle, their memories, what the team meant to you, which I thought was great. I mean, you, you talk about athletes at the highest level in a sense – Ego, they come and they do these team things that like high school kids would do. And I, I, I completely loved it. I think Bill Jackson should go down as one of the greatest, not basketball coaches, but coaches of all time. But it ends the movie with, with saying this. I'm going to read it out. Phil Jackson was replaced. Michael Jordan went back into retirement. Scotty Pippen was traded. Dennis Robin was released. Steve Kerr was traded. So you are just, everything is gone. It's, it was the dance and it's over, you know, and it's just like, it's kind of sad, you know, it's like, but it, they went out on top. I mean, that's the way I look at it. It was, it was a great ride. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever, ever I mean, I think the Golden State Warriors are a great team. They can't win. But they're not bulls good. They can't win back to back three peats. I just, it will not happen. I just, no. I don't know. I, I, what really sucks watching this video is that like, I didn't appreciate it at the time, you know, like look at it now and I'm like, I got to see it, but like, God, that was just a great movie to watch in a sense. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys' thoughts on that. No, I thought it was amazing. I, it was just kind of growing up through that whole 90s era and whatnot. I, I really uh, I took that for granted. Yeah. I, I really did. I, I saw him play. I took that for granted. I saw Jordan play. I did too. Yeah, same here. 
at the we're never going to see we're never going to see that type of dominance in and then that in the NBA again in my opinion like to go eight years of competing for a championship like one team I mean LeBron yeah LeBron did it for that amount of time but he had to leave right but just being mm-hmm. one team for that long I mean the Warriors did it for three four years and now look like they 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 broke down yeah no I, I like that you say that because Larry Bird always said I'll never understand the whole switching teams to go try to win a championship because back then that's just not what you did you don't you don't mm-hmm. jump ship you know like you you were on the team and you you, you did what you had to do to like yeah. over the hump like the Bulls did for the the Pistons, you know, Celtics, Lakers, all that stuff. And it is, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's the last dance. Um, do we get into even trying to do a ticket price or we just kind of call it? 20. 20. I, I, I think I would give it 20. It's 20. A, it's well done documentary. The way they piece it together 20. is phenomenal. I, I would give it 20. Did you guys yeah. read an article or see an article that supposedly Scotty Pippen's pissed at Michael Jordan for this documentary? No, I did not. I, I heard no. that there are rumors that there's some falsifying of things to make Jordan look good, and he released the footage in 2016 because he saw LeBron at the apex of the basketball, so he wanted his brand name to go up. Whether I believe it, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I still think it's a great story that was well done. That's all I'm saying. I just look yeah. at it this way. I, I don't care about any of that shit. Like, the documentary is about the team. It's about the players. Like, that's, that's the key thing. I'm trying to cut you off. It's about the goddamn team. Yeah. That's what the whole thing is about, dude. I love it. Dude. I love it. Yeah, because well, the director... Well, I read the article. Go ahead, go ahead. No, so I read the article, and supposedly, supposedly, Scottie Pippen is mad because Jordan called him selfish for getting um, surgery. And Dennis Rodman is quoted saying, well, he was selfish. He left the team and got surgery. And I just thought that was a very... Dennis Rodman thing to well, yeah he button. was selfish yeah he was selfish like all things considered you know we spoke about this in episode two all things considered like you have an obligation to the team like yeah you know I, I understand that you're 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 fucking pissed and you have every right to be pissed but like you're you're taking it out on the wrong people yeah like, unfortunately like your mm-hmm. teammates get caught in the crossfire in the beef that you have with the owner and the GM like that was selfish. Like, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. Like, do you think Jordan gives a fuck about your feelings right now? Like if, like if, if this documentary is about, if this documentary is about the truth, like tell the fucking truth. Like, yeah, I thought Scotty was selfish. I thought he was selfish. And then Mm -hmm. he said, and we, and I moved on. It was at the back of my mind, but yeah, it was selfish. And I got over it and we fucking played until he got back. That's literally all he said. Yeah. There, there is some controversy going around about, Jordan, in a sense of like, is this true? I know there's more about the pizza incident and all that stuff, but I it, and I know you guys have probably heard it because it's on every sports talk right and all that because there's no sports going on, you know. Yeah. But uh, all in all, I, I I think it's a very well done documentary. I would not though put it ahead of another Thirty for Thirty ESPN films. I think the OJ Simpson film is better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I still give this very much credit. I think it's well done. I highly recommend it. And uh, it's it's something I've, I'll keep watching I'll, over and over. I have yeah. no problem watching it again. So. Same. So I agree. I, yeah. I want to just say. One thing I want to put, I want to put out there real quick. It's just um, 
I didn't know a lot about this, obviously, and I didn't speak up a lot during this because I'm kind of unfamiliar, unlike you guys. But one thing that was kind of tough to keep track of was, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'd give it a 20 as well. But one thing that was tough to keep track of sometimes was I felt like in some of the more middle episodes, I think, they just jumped back and forth from time to time. So they'd start, you know, in the last, you know, season and then they'd go back and then they'd come forward and they'd come back. I just feel like sometimes it was a little much. Did you guys ever feel like that? Or do you ever, I mean... It was it was overwhelming in some of the episodes where it's like yeah. unless you really really know it was hard to follow it was really hard to follow. But. And I guess like I wasn't like anticipating this last dance you know season so much like they would just started to get into it I'm like okay I want to see what happens next and it's like no we're gonna go back you know this far and it's like yeah so it's frustrating I guess sometimes. Well the, the the trailer of it was a facade an illusion because it was just <laughs> about the '98 season. Yeah. When really, it was about the entire Bulls dynasty. That's the way I look at it. It was about yeah. everything, you know. I mean, I know the focal point was the '98 season, but they went into a bunch of different parts, years, years, years to, to, and to where you you really just looked at all of everything that was going on. And no, I, I get what you're saying, Jason. I, I get it because like the OJ, the OJ one, like it was like a timeline. It went like you started, and it, it went moved along. And I was like, I, I loved that when it was. I liked it a lot, but this one, it just, it was just different. I guess it caught me off guard because I didn't expect it at all. Yeah. I think, I think you can't talk about this six championship run without giving people backstory. Cause the director said that you're going to deal with a lot of people that are, you know, under 35 that weren't alive mm-hmm. to watch this. So you have to inform them. Cause like we, we grew up in the nineties. We, we know yeah. a lot of this shit, but like a lot of people that are, you know, our juniors didn't grow up watching Jordan Hell. Some of them didn't even grow up watching Kobe till the end of his career. So like, that's how young yeah. a lot of these people are. So his goal was to, to educate a lot of the younger audience that's going to watch this in the future. Like that was his main goal. That's why you had like the, the timeline moving back and forth, but I will agree with you, Jason and Mugga. Like it is a little overwhelming at first until you get used to it. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is a little overwhelming. It just gives you a reason to go watch it again, though, right? I mean, that's yeah. it's like exception. I gotta watch it again. <laughs> I don't know if it was one of you, but they were talking about the the um, like the reason behind the timing of this, and it was like LeBron's career is coming like towards the end, and Michael wants to remind everybody that he's the goat. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. That's Michael. Yeah. He's 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 still competing to this day. I mean, literally, that's the way I look at it. He's still competing. Yeah. So, but I know we're running out of time. I'm looking at the clock. Um, I just want to say cheers. Hey, it was this fun hey. episode. Yeah, it was great, fun. Great time. Enjoy the moment. And uh, I love you guys. Um, Aw. I still want to say, though, one thing. Me too, man. Yeah, 10 Detroit seconds. Pistons are still a bunch Pistons. of <laughs> The Detroit Pistons. <laughs> That's Jason's favorite team. Don't say that about Jason's favorite team.